Hi, everyone. This is Meredith Root, and welcome to the Afternoon Snack Podcast, brought to you by Tactic Nutrition. Hi, I'm Alex Parker, owner of Tactic Nutrition, former lawyer, CrossFit Games athlete, turned health and fitness geek. I'm also into health and nutrition, a more recent CrossFit Games athlete, co-owner of Tactic Nutrition, and former engineer. We are here to have fun, engaging conversation about some of our favorite topics, including nutrition, health, coaching, motivation, and of course, CrossFit. Our goal is to give you something to think and talk about and hopefully make you laugh along the way. Hey. Hey. Um, that was an interesting intro. That was Ivy saying, I'm so glad you guys are home. Yeah. She has, look at her. I mean, she's like totally content. Mm-hmm. She doesn't normally sit in laps like she's been. She's really happy we're back. Tired man. Yesterday was long. Yesterday was a long day. Yeah, we were traveling from, we got up at 5 a.m. And... I mean, like, got up. We I don't know that we ever really went to sleep, but go on. Okay, we were up at 5 a.m. And then we arrived back in our home at close to 8 p.m. mountain time. So that would have been 10, 10 p.m. So that was like 17 hours. hours of travel. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. Worth it, though. Like, Canada has, if you're not familiar with the restrictions now traveling back into Canada from international on airplanes you have to quarantine for three days in a hotel which means you're paying for three nights in a hotel and you have to stay in a hotel room for three days straight where they bring you your food yeah so the other option is to cross the border by car or foot to avoid the three-day quarantine in the hotel and so then you just have to do the 14-day quarantine in the in your home, which you also have to do after the three-day hotel quarantine. So we decided to fly into Montana, which is just south of where we live, about five hours south of where we live, and then cross the border by foot. Um, and so we did that. So it just added a few additional hours to our trip. We added like five hours. Yeah, but it was definitely like worth it to be at home now with Ivy instead of being in a hotel for three days. Yeah eating i don't know what kind of food they serve but and apparently there was like some sort good. of covid outbreak in one of the quarantine hotels and the staff which is hilarious makes zero sense like you have to quarantine anyways for 14 days in your home what is a three-day quarantine ho- like well, i guess i feel like it's like, just a deterrent to- it's a deterrent it's like it's expensive it's probably a money grab it's just be it's canada being extra yeah it's like we're gonna do what new zealand does except apparently one third of the travelers flying back in are exempt so people are like it's not even working because they're exempting too many people from the quarantine because they're considered essential yeah but it like what's considered essential sort of changes it depends on the border patrol officer like it's such a flawed system and it's like it's crazy because you compare like canada to the u.s right now and it was like it was pretty weird being in the u.s and having it seem like oh they're doing a much better job because for the past year like Canada's done a much better job controlling cases and outbreaks and it's just the numbers have been lower here and now because the vaccine rollout is just it's so poor in Canada like you you go to you and you know because I was saying this for like two weeks about how much better it was and it just doesn't make any sense and then you come down and you're like oh my god like it feels like and partially the weather was great but also like you know you can tell people are 
are doing their part like you know a lot of people are getting vaccinated it feels like things are headed in a positive direction there you know they're talking about lifting mask mandates and then here it's just like doom and gloom because mm-hmm. there's no one's vaccinated cases are really high the variant outbreaks are the you know it's predominantly these new variants people are getting really sick yeah it was a nice trip and bonus we're both now fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. which is great and on top of that bonus neither one of us had symptoms from our vaccination yeah that was the crazy part because you got uh Alex got the single shot J and J. When that came back on the market, you basically booked your flight. So she got that, which I'd heard was that was causing more, um, like more severe side effects um, in people. You had nothing, and then a couple of days later, I got the second dose of Pfizer, which again, like I've heard so many stories of people just getting kind of sick with the second dose. Nothing. Like I woke up that night, so I got it like five five p.m. five thirty. So I woke up that night and was like kind of hot. I was like, is this the side of, am I like sweating? Am I, do I have a fever? But I think I was just hot. And then, yeah, I kept waiting for something to happen the next day and nothing happened. So definitely, um, I mean, like I really sometimes like to feel superior and there's nothing uh, that makes you feel more superior than not having any physical side effects to a vaccine. Especially like, are. I mean, we're pretty in the know on how people are responding to these things because so many of our clients have received both one or both vaccinations. Yeah. So we get a, you know, a sense of how people are responding and it seems like a pretty, I mean, some people it's like very, very sore arms. Some people are actually like feverish puking. Um, some people just kind of have like flu like symptoms for a day or two. And then, but yeah, there haven't been too many people that haven't had any symptoms. So I, yeah, I did feel a little bit superior. Yeah. And like, at, it at least allows you to enjoy, like, enjoy your time, mm-hmm. you know, when you're away rather than having to, uh, you know, stay in bed for half the day or a whole day, which is what I'm hearing. The one thing is like, mine really hurt going in, but we figured it was because it was cold because it was like an outdoor drive-through yeah, vaccination i think they thing. had it sitting in a cooler yeah out so it's like anytime hurt. you get a cold it's pretty achy like instantly mine felt like nothing like i actually i watched her do it and it, it felt like there was nothing going into my arm i was like this is like is there something in the <laughs> syringe <laughs> uh, i think you forgot to put the shit in the syringe but um yeah then like that the next day my arm hurt a little but not any worse than the first one yeah it was weird but i'm happy to have it i don't uh Obviously, like, I'm a big believer in science and pharmaceuticals, and it's sort of odd to me how people are with this vaccine. And, um, you like, know. I think everyone should take it. That's my, but I'm not going to go out there and be like, everyone take the vaccine. Like, yeah, like people can you... make their own decisions. And I, I posted that we were both vaccinated, and I was pretty stoked about that. And there, you know, there's, of course, a couple people who get on my page and are commenting, like, you know, I'm pretty disappointed that you're using your platform to promote a vaccination that, you know, hasn't even been FDA approved. And like, you don't know what the side effects are for pregnant, pregnant women. And I'm like, look, dude, like, and oh, and then he was like, you, you, you know, people need to do their own research. I'm like, exactly. Like, I can use my page for whatever I want. People are doing their own research. They can do their own research. Yeah, but people also don't know how to do research. They're like, people think that they're doing research when they read their you know, friends post on Facebook. Or yeah, when they, or like, my Instagram posts. Yeah, like, or when they go on Savans and they see what Savans posting. Like, oh, did you see all this, like these side effects, like this and this. 
It's like, that's not research. No. It's not. Like, the people who are actually doing vaccine research are doing research. The people who are, like, there's still clinical trials going on. There's still enrollment. They're still evaluating. Like, they're doing research. Like, the Pfizer vaccine is about to get full FDA approval. And, like, it's because that there's, like, there's plenty of data. But there's also, like, you know, there's, the like... The shingles vaccine is FDA approved. Like not everybody gets those vaccines. Like just because something is FDA approved doesn't mean you have to get it. But like at some point you should stop saying dumb shit about it. Like <laughs> at some point you can just say, look, like I have allowed this vaccine to become politicized in my mind. And I feel so strongly about that, that I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Like just say what it is and that's fine. But like using, using bullshit, like quote unquote science or what your buddy says on Facebook as evidence that it's either not effective or not safe like that's just not true like if you don't want to get it because you don't like what it stands for then don't get it but don't call it anything else like anything other than that i have like i'm at the point where with these people believe what you want to believe seriously like everyone's entitled to their own beliefs but like on my page i i don't want people on my page who are undecided or uninformed coming on my page and seeing other comments like oh well it's not fda approved and then being like oh yeah i'm not gonna get the vaccine Mm -hmm. like you know alex got it but this guy says i shouldn't so i'm not like i don't even want that in people's heads who aren't fully aware yet but i'm also not interested in arguing with people like that like it's a it's a you're not gonna win that argument no you can't like so i i come on my page like like a few minutes later and there's many comments of people arguing about the vaccine Mm -hmm. that's all stems from these like negative comments about it like oh well you know there's so much unknown about the vaccine i'm like there's so much unknown about covid but what we know right now is that covid is actually worse than the vaccine that is what we know but okay like don't trust science and trust this other like virus that's like well that's the thing like people they know they they don't understand how the vaccine's designed and like like oh well you don't it's it's modifying your genetics you don't even know what's in it it's like uh it's yeah you actually, do you can go look on anyways so there's people like arguing with this guy and i just go on and i'm like you know what delete block sorry, <laughs> sorry about it thanks for like putting in the effort to like refute this guy's claims but yeah I'll, at the same time like you're not going to convince him it's a it's a losing battle here yeah um so i don't even i'll just there's a there's this whole argument it's the article that i keep sending you that you keep not reading but it's sort of it's a scientific american article that was written maybe back um it's been it's been out for a while now it it was it was maybe in the fall or summer last year and it's it's talks about this personality trait that exists and it's the whole article is framed as like the personality trait that's ripping america apart and now that we're eight months since that article's being like been written you see the same personality trait emerging in canada you should post that article on our yeah i'll put it in the show notes yeah but anyways, it's the personality trait. It's it's one of the five kind of defined personality traits. And so it's, um, you know, there's the agreeableness, um, politeness side of things. And then there's the antagonistic. So these two kind of exist in like a balance. People who don't score high on patience and agreeableness tend to score high in antagonistic behavior. And so people who are agreeable and... Um, you know, polite tend to make decisions that, you know, go with sort of societal norms. They consider how their decisions impact other people. So it's kind of like 
you know, the empaths are this way, people who, who make decisions based on the greater good, which, um, I think I definitely fall into that. And then you have, um, you know, antagonistic people who, who tend to not think that way. And they, they tend to be a little bit more difficult, aggressive. Um, and sometimes you can get a leader, you can get a person in power that's this way, like an antagonistic kind of character. And, um, you know, they're, they're questioning authority. And so the, the whole, the whole article was kind of how Trump empowered this personality trait, you know, who's maybe typically not rewarded in society because people just don't put up with that. And, um, and so it was basically Trump combined with this kind of underlying populism movement. So populism is a political movement where kind of ordinary people feel like they're needs and feelings are disregarded by the elite. So the elite can be politics or politicians. It can be, um, you know, scientists. It can be anyone who's sort of a higher level intelligence or socioeconomic status. And so they, there's a, a fundamental belief there that no matter what these people say or do, they, they don't have the interests of the ordinary people at heart. And so now you have that movement combined with sort of like antagonistic empowerment and you have these people who just aggressively will literally believe anything other than like what comes out of the mouths of, of politicians or of scientists like Dr. Fauci and like Deborah Burks. And um, they'll they'll literally like they'll they'll just make they'll just make shit up. And then we've talked about conspiracy theories before. And so um, you know you were talking about that podcast that you listened to where like people who adhere to like extreme beliefs or conspiracy theories such as anti-vaccination people um they it's it's an indication that they can't comprehend that there's a very complicated and multifaceted root cause to a problem and so what they do instead is they look for the most simple explanation even if that explanation is completely ludicrous like marjorie taylor green thinking that the jews started the fire like forest fires with a space laser because that makes more sense to someone like her than like the complexities of climate change. I mean, even on a more simp- simplistic level, the flat earth argument, which to be honest, I know nothing about. <laughs> I just know that people think the earth is flat. But Don't like, Google that. It makes perfect sense that somebody of a lower intelligence would be able, like imagine space, like space and planets and the atmosphere and all of that craziness like it is crazy yeah. but it's science it's been researched it's studied or you can look out your window and be like i don't know or it looks flat, looks to, flat me. to me <laughs> that's what i'm gonna believe like yeah. it's it's like i i'm going to look with my eyeballs and see the earth flat i'm gonna look i don't see a virus yeah but what i do see is all these politicians arguing so you know what i bet that there's something going on there. yeah <laughs> Anyways, if you're interested, there's a really good podcast. We'll put it in the show notes um, on conspiracy theories. It's actually a nutrition podcast. Yeah. But um, they talk, they have a guy on there who's a, an expert. He's a doctor, but he's an expert in, in conspiracy theories and how people people kind of get sucked into these things. And then also um, how it's, he basically says, he's like, it's you can't change these people's minds. No. Like they, they're so up on their high horse, which is actually not very high <laughs> and they won't, they just, they get almost, you're empowering them by arguing with them about these points that they're. Yeah. Cause they're just in there. They're not listening to what you're saying. No, they, they actually, by arguing against them, 
you're helping them like justify I don't know it's it's weird yeah you're Um, justifying their belief but one I'll just say one thing about the podcast which was super interesting was they had done a study on conspiracy theories and theories that have no basis in science such as um, anti-vaccination anti-vaccinations and vaccinations causing um, autism autism so they had a control group which is just the regular population like people like us General i guess population. yeah um and then they have doctors well, hold on hold on i'm not a regular okay. person <laughs> anyways i am um and i don't really know much about that so i would consider myself a person who might be considered for the con- control group and then you have doctors who are actually very well versed in vaccinations and i think they had they had like autism like people who work with yeah like very like very well like read people in this area experts experts subject matter experts yeah you should really be explaining the study Um, you know the lingo anyways and then you have people who believe and think that they know all of this stuff about autism and vaccines and how vaccines cause autism we'll call them fringe theorists okay so the results of this study basically they had they actually so they had two tests one was like how much do you think you know about this subject and how much do you actually know no surprise the people who thought that they knew the most were the conspiracy theorists like more than the subject more than the actual experts they thought they knew they thought they knew more than the experts and they actually knew less than the control group general population they knew less like accurate information about these subjects this subject than the control group than people who claim to know nothing which is crazy so you have all these people walking around and you could probably say i mean they didn't do the study on covid vaccinations but you can assume based on that that like people who think they think that they know the most about covid vaccinations actually know the least yeah and that's probably that extends to vaccinations in general that probably extends to science because like like clearly there's not a good understanding of the scientific method or how scientists think because they're like well how hang on how is it possible that the cdc and the who have reversed their stance on this in the last year and it's like because like that organization is full of scientists and what do we know about scientists it's the more that they learn the more they develop their opinion like a a scientist should be able to when presented with evidence say okay i used to think this now i think this like it's it's dynamic decision making but people who are who are just that stupid and that simple are incapable of dynamic thought process there you know what's weird is like all these all these people who don't believe in science whether or not they will admit to that they all fly in airplanes (laughs) airplanes are science you're taking this humongous steel vehicle and putting it however many miles in the air flying it however fast i think it's about 500 miles an hour usually they get in airplanes but like in your mind you can't fathom how that's even possible no every time i take off in an airplane i'm like are we even going to get up there like how um but anyways yeah it's it's crazy 
it's it's just crazy it's difficult to be on social media right now because it's like a bad game of telephone it's like it's worse than a bad game of telephone because the the initial message is not even a true one but it just continues to get distorted and like distended and just like it's like a a a, a fake news anti-science snowball yeah and like i am not i am not an expert so i'm not going to sit on here and say like oh you should take the vaccine but at the same time, I am somebody who listens to experts and they say, take the vaccine. Like a mess. So I'm like, maybe read actual, actual studies. Even if you don't believe the news, read studies. It's like, imagine. But then I guess if you don't re- believe experts, then studies aren't going to get People you People don't either. understand the difference between an actual study, like a publication from a clinical trial or a pharmaceutical company. And an company. opinion article. And, yeah. And something that gets published on Breitbart. They just don't. They, they don't see the difference. And so they're going to go, well, here's this study that was released by Pfizer, but Pfizer's big pharma and I don't trust big pharma. But then there's this opinion article written by uh, an economist, a right-wing economist on Breitbart. So I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Anyways, it's crazy. So oh, speaking of, I wanted to tell a story. Yeah. We're going to get off that topic. Yeah. We're done. But anyways, I could talk, that could be a whole podcast. I love that topic. Just people. Um, but there's, um, speaking of space lasers, which we did a second ago, (laughs) there's, um, there's not very many times in my adult life or anyone's adult life where like you see something that your brain can't comprehend. So this story, we were at, um, we're at my dad's house. This story has been told many times in the past week. I am just literally, she tells every single person. But it was like, I was, I was flabbergasted. You were? Yeah. We'll get to it. So um i was at you weren't here yet um i was at my we had this big family get together with all of my vaccinated family in north carolina it was great i love hugging people and socializing um and it was at my dad's house my dad lives in kind of a rural area so one of the things i love about being out there is that you can see the stars really clearly because there's there's not a lot of light pollution from the city and um it had been like kind of slowly getting dark and um the we had like a fire going and everybody was just kind of sitting out and i went inside to use the washroom and came out and saw something that made zero sense to my like adult brain and what i saw i looked up and i was like man you can see the stars so clearly and as far as i could see directly overhead 90 degrees overhead was a straight line of stars just straight line of white lights and they were moving across the sky in a straight line and i was like okay logical adult brain like figure this out what is this so i'm staring at it and i'm like is it is it the Chinese satellite stuff coming back in like it seems awfully organized for that okay no it's probably not that is it a meteor shower? But like, again, a little too organized to be a meteor, literally in a straight line, evenly spaced, just going. I was like, no, probably not it. And I was like, it's gotta be aliens. Like, that's the only thing. So here I am. I'm like, I'm staring at this thing. Like, if this is how I die, at least I'm going to, I'm just going to be staring at it the whole time. And like, none of my family was paying attention because they're all talking. Wait, did you actually think that? I mean, for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm literally, I'm like walking around the, the yard, pointing straight up, like 
going, what is that? And then all like my whole family does the same thing. So we're all like, we're all like staring up like, oh my God, like, what is this? And finally someone's like, it's Starlink. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is Starlink? And apparently, so Elon Musk, who I don't keep up with because I find him like kind of intolerable, but he's smart, clearly. He's all, he's kind of smart. He's okay. Um, so what does he think of the vaccine? Uh, I don't actually know. That would anyway. be interesting okay um so yeah anyways there's he put in all he's put up all these satellites and um so that was like a a, they and they do that they move across the sky they're like they're all moving together right now and so you can actually go on and and you know starlink tracker and see put in your coordinates and it says this would be a good time to like you know where is it going to be in the sky is it low visibility high visibility and i guess the the purpose of them is uh it's like their communications so Eventually, maybe there's going to be some satellite alternative to cell phones. Um, and that's what it is. But I had never heard of this. And it was just really like it was a rare moment where I'm like, I have I have absolutely no idea what I'm looking at here. But um, yeah, it was cool. Google it. If you're not if you've never heard of it, Google Starlink, like, you know, night sky or something. And there's all these YouTube videos of where they're kind of moving across, but it's rare that it's, it's directly overhead, like 90 degrees. So I think that's really, uh, I mean, I would have been thrown off regardless, but yeah, it was pretty neat. It was pretty cool. My mind was blown. I felt very simple and small in that moment, but now I've done a ton of reading on Starlink. So you can have that in the sky, whatever that is. I don't know. Yeah, you Pretty can have crazy. like there's there's satellites who like probably taking pictures of what you're doing all day, but you're not cool with getting a vaccine. I love that argument. The government's going to track me. What are you doing that is so important and so secretive in your life? <laughs> like you're not you are <laughs> like not if the government's going to waste their time tracking me, like good on them. But like all these people have cell phones, like they are already tracking yeah. you. I hate to tell you that. That's the thing is like now that we're back we have to quarantine for 14 days and they keep a pretty close eye. Meredith had to download like this certain app. Um, so you, you answer these questions every day that you're not feeling sick and all that. And they come and like check on you. But I don't know if like they, they have, so they are basically in your phone now. This app is in your phone. Yeah. So like, do they know where your phone is? Like if you wanted to leave, you should probably leave your phone behind. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't like, think they, that they already can... are there without the vaccine. They're yeah. in your, they're, they're here. They can easily tap into that. Yeah. I don't know that like, like surveillance, like that's legal. Like I said, they yeah, might I be able know. to do it, but they just wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, we know you left your house because we can track your phone. Like they can't say that, but they could track your phone and then Maybe. show up for a surprise visit while they know you're gone kind of thing. Yeah. But, oh, Ivy's back. What's that Ivy? <laughs> She's so cute. You wish I was back, but not Meredith. I know um anyways yeah so we should really get on with this podcast well i don't know i was thinking maybe we can just push the nutrition stuff to the next podcast yeah we could actually tell tell our story about the hotel all right yeah we'll push that the next one's good it's gonna be awesome yeah and part of it is i've done like we're both kind of we're both kind of into running right now and not like oh we're into running like this new thing like we've always run but we're both going to do some races coming up and so I've been doing a lot of reading and listening to other people talk about um you know expectations and performance well and and we're both we're both in this weird spot with CrossFit 
where it's like we're old like we're older now like we're not we're at the point where it's like improvements aren't really you have to fight equally hard to maintain yeah yeah it's that's where and and like it's not just physical like age it's also just time and other life commitments and stuff yeah and so it's it's hard to you know there's there's a lot of comparison going on yeah and so it's like in in so this happened to me maybe about a year ago and it's happening to you now where you're just like you got one leg on on either side of the fence and I think you you tie up so much of your identity and what you do and there's nothing wrong with that I just I think it's something that a lot of athletes go through at some point and um you know you're on one on one hand you're trying to kind of let it go but on the other hand you're like I don't want to let it go because this is who I am and I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to do after. I don't know who I am if I'm not doing competitive CrossFit. When really, like, the realization for me came this year when you were doing the Open and quarterfinals, and, like, there was no part of me that wanted to do that. And, you know, I actually, like, I'm still doing CrossFit training or, you know, OPT. And I'm, like, I'm enjoying the the hell out of it. Like, I feel good. Like, I'm doing way less volume, but I'm enjoying what I am doing, and I'm doing running, and... Like I, I haven't been able to enjoy that really until, until the open rolled around and I wasn't doing it. And it's like, okay, this is like, I'm actually getting a break. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, there's a bigger conversation there with like expectations and, and reference points. And I think it's going to be a cool. Yeah. And like this also, just like most things, um, is a, is a common thing that happens with nutrition and weight loss, especially and just like changing your body um, or working towards certain goals. You know, people have expectations to look like so-and-so who's doing the exact same thing that they're doing yeah. or they expect to lose weight in one week or two weeks. And that's just like, you got to like check your expectations yeah. and partially like, of course, we're not going to say like, hey, like, don't expect to make any progress. But yeah, like in a week, don't really expect any physical progress. Yeah. And <laughs> as much as, um, you know, we tell our clients this via text message and we try to, you know, kindly nudge them into like, just focus on the process. Like we're changing some things like, you know, don't look, don't get on the scale. It's not going to matter. It's it's hard. It's hard when they have this um, like deep seated belief that like, as soon as you change something, you should, you should see instant, you should have instant gratification. And that's just yeah. not the case with fitness and nutrition. I think you have to have like, when I, and this is like kind of the, the topic is like the, the longer I do this and the more I read about other sports and like areas, I realize like it's all the same. Like, like the psychology that exists in sport is the same psychology that exists in life and in weight loss and in health goals. It's Mm -hmm. all the same. It's just manifesting in different ways. And so the anxiety that an athlete might feel is the same anxiety that, you know, a normal person might feel. It's just what is causing that is different. It could be work related, career related. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good talk. Um, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, I am too. But we had to clear up some things before we get to, <laughs> clearly there was just a big download it's just so hard and yeah and it's so hard because meredith and i just you know talk ourselves in circles over this stuff so why not open it up to you guys where you can't even respond and we can just you know what we should do t- tell you what we think and 
and believe in our hearts that you agree completely with us we should have a like a call line that people can call into or like it would probably be online so it wouldn't be a really a call line where they can leave us like voicemails and then we can bring those voicemails onto the show and then like talk to people's points yeah i'm gonna look into or we that. can do like instagram live which we've done before yeah i just like the podcast okay um so but back to our story of... i like the podcast because i'm sitting here in like ratty sweatpants like this shirt. No, that me. shirt is is way rattier than those sweatpants. Yeah. Like I can't go on Instagram live. I have no makeup on. My hair looks like shit. It looks like I traveled for 16 hours yesterday. Like Instagram live's a whole thing. You got to like get your face on. I mean, for some people. I mean, you just look good all the time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So last night. Was it last night? No, it was the two nights ago. We, so we were in Greensboro staying with Meredith's sister. We are in High Point, which is very close to Greensboro. Yeah. Um, and our flight was at 7 a.m. So the drive from Greensboro to Raleigh, the flight was out of Raleigh, is about an hour or so. Yeah, and it's usually we fly out of Greensboro and it's fine, but like right now there's just way fewer flights in and out of Canada. So Raleigh was uh, cheaper and faster. So we decided we're going to stay in a hotel because our flight was like 7 a.m. Yeah. We were going to stay in a hotel the night before the flight. Just make it easier and like we weren't going to disturb, you know, the people like Meredith's sister and getting up at four in the morning. Yeah. Well, there's a whole like you should tell the story leading into it. All right. It's like with the gas and everything. Okay. So when I arrived on Sunday night, we stayed in a hotel in Raleigh because again, we didn't want to drive to Greensboro at like one in the morning. Yeah, we stayed at Embassy Suites, pretty nice. But I have this thing with sleeping where like everything needs to be perfectly quiet for me to sleep well. And the bed has to be good. I'm a stomach sleeper. So if the bed, the bed sinks or is saggy, I like I can't sleep because it hurts my back. So not only was, was the bed a little bit saggy, but there was some sort of like humming, which I could hear through my earplugs. And didn't really sleep particularly well. So when I told when I told Meredith, when we stay in the hotel on the way home, we need to stay in a different hotel. Like, I just didn't like that one. Um, I slept great for whatever it's worth. So if you're not aware, there was like a big gas shortage. Why and, don't you tell us in, your interpretation of what happened there? What caused the gas okay, shortage? Okay, so again, I was not keeping up with like the news. Normally I watch... In the mornings in Calgary, I watch CTV, which is the the local news. I watch that for an hour and a half or two hours from six to eight while I'm working. And then from eight until 11, we watch the American news, like Today Show and stuff. So you get a pretty good like picture of what's going on in Canada and the US. And then like I'll, I'll open my like um, news apps and stuff throughout the day. But I was not watching any news because we just didn't watch TV really. Which was like kind of nice. It was. It was a nice break. So all, all I'm hearing is like, there's um there's a gas shortage the um the pipelines were the gas like the whatever it's called pipelines the pipelines were hacked and so in my mind I'm like somebody like hacked with like I I'm actually picturing <laughs> with a tool <laughs> with like a jack like whatever like a like a giant axe <laughs> like hacking away. <laughs> <laughs> very literally hacking away at this like pipeline causing like 
a complete break in this pipeline. And I mean, you hear about this stuff happening like with other things. Like this is a thing that happens. Is it? Well, I don't know if people hack into it, but like pipelines can have issues. Physical issues. Physical issues. So like I didn't realize until like literally this is actually so embarrassing that I'm telling this story until Friday when we were like trying to find gas because I was like Meredith we should probably fill up with gas at some point when we see a gas station that has gas um just so that we're not like in a pickle at the end like getting back to Raleigh on on Friday night with a gas issue yeah yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine like typical Meredith like one of my like greatest fears is running out of gas that's never happened to me probably never will if I'm in control (laughs) so on Friday I'm like okay Meredith just so we're trying to find gas on Friday night because we're literally like the gas light is on I'm getting really nervous we need to make it from the airport hotel to the airport in the morning and I'm like what if we run out of gas yeah well like earlier in the week when you were like we should get gas I was like I mean that's a I, I appreciate that sentiment but there's no gas to get there were some spots I saw. Yeah, I mean, we could drive it. But I also had, like, over half a tank at that point. So anyways, I'm like, please explain to me what exactly happened. Like, I'm just going to be shameless here and just ask. And she's like, okay, so, like, it was, like, a technology thing. Like, computer hackers hacked Like, somebody, the... like, hacked, hacked the computer system. It's in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they held the whole And I was like, What? ransom talk about mind-blowing yeah so they were they held it oh no because i heard on on the news or on the radio like they paid the ransom and i was like paid the ransom who are they holding hostage (laughs) there was a person involved jesus this is some scary (laughs) gas pirate shit (laughs) i was like okay so meredith explained it to me and i'm like all right um I gotta, I gotta watch the news. Like, I gotta she, do she, some like, reading. <laughs> um, basically, I like was living under a rock. Yeah. Anyways, I'm actually not usually that ignorant, but anyway, um, so we don't end up getting gas, and I'm like freaking out that we're gonna run out of gas. But then we had enough. So, anyways, we're at this hotel, this new hotel, the Hyatt, and we're watching some TV on Meredith's computer before bed. And I hear, like, I hear this, like planes taking off and landing, like immediately above our hotel room. Like it feels very close. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like once I get my earplugs in, I'm really tired. And the planes have to stop eventually. I don't think they go all night at this interval, which was basically every five Five to ten ten minutes minutes. so we wrap things up to go to bed and it was probably like 30 minutes later (laughs) planes meredith thinks they were landing i think they were taking off they weren't taking off there aren't that many late flights out of rdu okay there are a bunch of so they were landing yeah it basic okay so it felt and sounded as if the plane was going to potentially touch the top of the hotel building (laughs) that's how loud it was yeah So you're trying to fall asleep and like, it was almost, it was torturous. You were about to fall asleep and then a plane would come. Yeah. And so (laughs) like Meredith at one point was like, she was like, yell. She was like, is this a joke? Is this a joke? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I don't like, I don't really know. Like I just, 
should we just keep trying to fall asleep here? So it was probably, we went to bed at 10, probably around midnight. We were both still awake. And I'm starting to get like angry at this point. You were angry, yeah. And then like, I, it was also really hot because you had, you turned off the air because the air was loud. So I'm laying on top of the blankets, like clearly not awake. I think my eyes were just open. I was just laying there. <laughs> and then you were like, you were like, well, what are you going to do? Are you just going to like keep trying to go to sleep? And I was like, um, confused about what the other options are. You were like, well, I mean, like, you know, you're not going to be able to sleep. And I'm like, well, do you want to watch TV? No. Well, like, I'm just, I want to know what you want to do. What's well, Okay. So we have five hours at this point. Should we try to like move hotels? <laughs> Cause five hours is still significant. Like if I'm gonna have to lie here for five hours mm-hmm. and not sleep. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You wanted to move hotels on a car in a car that was basically slapped out I of gas. I wasn't thinking about the car at that point. We're walking. <laughs> We're abandoning the vehicle. Yeah, it was wild. And like, I mean, I've stayed in. So the, cra- the crazy thing is like I've been I've traveled in Minneapolis a lot because Granite Games and they have a, in, a hotel attached to the airport. It's an international super nice. And I've stayed there a few times and you, you don't even hear it. But I think it's because you're not there. Like the, the flight path is not like there aren't planes flying right over the hotel. They're flying adjacent. Yeah. And uh, so when I was looking for for airport hotels, I, uh, you know, I found this one and like the reviews were like literally the, the first review says nice, quiet location. Like it actually says the word quiet in the first line. And like none of the reviews talk about the the airplane noise and like in one and I had I looked after the fact I just go way, 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 way down. And it says like, you know, oh, it can be a little noisy. It can like depending on the flights and but it's not in like that's not in one of the reviews that I read before I booked it because I do read I read reviews when I book hotels. And like you assume like Hyatt, like I don't know what this place was before it was a Hyatt, but that's not a Hyatt built hotel. Like Hyatt bought the hotel. Um, anyways, it was awful. And uh, it was awful. It's it like was, it was horrible. It's one of those things that like it, it actually is so bad that you can't even be mad because you're like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I mean, I was still we were still mad. I wasn't. Yeah, I was okay, I, on the first thing I think I said to you when we got up at five because we ended up falling asleep around like probably one or two. Yeah. So we slept for a few hours. Yeah. And I like I think the first thing I said to you after we got up at five and it was like 515 after we were done like brushing our teeth and packing up. I was like, like, what do you even do here? Do we like, can we ask for a refund? <laughs> like you pay for a hotel to sleep. And there's something that is clearly preventing that from happening. Mm-hmm. Like that hotel should have a disclaimer on it. It really should. Um. And then when we went out to the car to put our stuff in and leave for the airport, there was a plane flying. So we got to see how close it actually was. And I think it was like 30 feet from the hotel. Alex, Meredith- it wasn't 30. Like, look, the height of this house is like 40 feet. Do you think okay, the plane 50 was feet. It was it 50 was, feet. It was probably like 300 feet. No, it was much closer. Planes are huge. It was not, it's not... If if a plane is it forty clipped, feet over, at one point I think it clipped the hotel. Did it hit one a tree? Of, one of the one of the um the wheels touched down okay. on the top of the hotel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that must it was have been... close. My eyeballs, you're, I seen it. I seen it. Your calibrated <laughs> eyes for measuring distance. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was close. It was uh, it was closer than you want a plane to be to where you're sleeping. That is for sure. And I'm not saying it probably was worse or better because the plane was close to the building no matter what. But being on the top floor certainly wouldn't help. Yeah. Which we were. So there was that. Anyways, we made it. Yeah. It's all good. Um, I felt bad yesterday. We got an uber from the uh glacier airport in montana to the british columbia border which was like an hour and 20 minutes and the guy was super nice and um, i think you had said something about oh ubers can just come and go like because that's what it said maybe for toronto i don't know so the guy we're driving any transport vehicle like taxi uber yeah so we're driving up to the the border and he's like he hasn't done that drive before and he's like well, i don't know like where to go it's like i think you can just turn around you can just drive right up but um you can't just drive right up you have to if you like make it to that point you have to be processed and like you're coming into canada even if you're making a u-turn well so the border kinda... is before the control the border control building where well, yeah, they stop you there's like, that like that, gray how does that area. make any sense well it has to be because like you have to drive in like there's the canadian like there's the Canadian border control and then there's the U S and so there's like kind of this in between area. So, so you why cross... does that have to be, I don't He's know. He's like, you're in Canada already. The guy, we just felt like it was being a prick. I think he thought we didn't know what we were doing. And then once he figured out, we did know what we were doing. We had literally everything that we needed to have. Yeah. He was like, Oh, okay. You guys are good. But we, you like, you have to have like, you have to book a negative, like you have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours of showing up. You have to have the app. You have to have all your information in like we had everything. And then I realized why he was so grumpy. And it's because we were waiting. We we're standing outside waiting for your parents to get there. And this uh, woman pulls up in like a blue Mustang with Texas plates. And I could just hear her talking. And she was talking like she was from Texas. And like nothing you know, against Texans. Nothing against. Te- I mean, yeah, I mean, we live in Alberta. You can't throw that much shade at Texas right now. There's there's always people in every state. Yeah, um, that was very politically correct. I think that I am guilty of making generalizations about people from Texas. So, sorry. She was a lady in a blue Mustang from some state. Um, you're just really, you're just painting the picture. Yeah, I am. I just, she had big hair too. Um, so, <laughs> um, and like a glitter heart hanging from her menu mirror. Um, Did she actually? No. <laughs> But if she did, I would not have been surprised. Yeah, for sure. So you was can... she wearing a pink cowboy hat? Do you know what that... she was? Yeah, she was. Yeah, and big like bright red lipstick, and like a blue sequin denim jacket with like a really obnoxious push-up bra that was sticking up above the top of her white tank top, and like a big old okay, so cross she, necklace. Was she heading to the Calgary Stampede? Yeah, she's she, was she wanted early. to get there early. She, she get heard the spot. announcement that it was going on. Yeah, yeah and she yeah. wanted to get get there early, make sure she could get into Canada and get all set up before. Yeah, so that's this lady. She's probably a nice lady, nice Christian lady, and she. Uh, <laughs> you could hear the border control guy, and he was like, "Well, did you do you have your your negative COVID test?" And she's like, "What? What? What do you mean? I need a negative COVID test? Something like that." And, uh, he's like, yeah, you gotta have a negative test within the last 72 hours. He's like, okay. Uh, well, have you downloaded the, uh, the arrive Canada app? And she's like, 
what's that? <laughs> like, just no, had none She of did it. have a pretty strong accent. Yeah. Um, I was surprised she was all the way up in Montana. And then it went, the one thing I heard was, well, what if I want to drive drive to Alaska? Yeah. I have a horrible Texas accent. That was accent. pretty good. Oh, okay, thanks. I mean, that was in Texas. That was like general Southern. Okay. That's what I'm doing okay. too. Um, yeah, and he's like, well, you know, you can't drive to Alaska. Like, there's no tourism in Alaska right now. It's pretty much shut down and i love how she was asking that as if the drive to alaska from the montana border border is even like a feasible drive that is a long drive you're not even like from texas to alaska you're not even halfway at it's that like point. yeah oh yeah from texas why why was she in montana do you think i, I kept trying to figure that out and i couldn't I, I think maybe she was actually a dual citizen um but i don't know yeah anyways but anyway so the the guy was in a bad mood when we pulled up but less of a bad mood when we had literally everything that he asked for but um it's just it's it's crazy how much money they're pouring into this operation of people traveling back into the into canada with the quarantine and the testing like so we have to do a test on day one so today um and like per later comes to pick it up like it's a legitimate test. It's not just like a... You had to sit on a FaceTime like with a nurse. Yeah, like an actual person. Swab your nose. Um, and then you have to do another one on day eight. And if you're positive on day eight, then your quarantine starts over again. Yeah. Which is fair enough. But like, then why are you doing a test on day one if your quarantine isn't going to ever end? Yes. It doesn't... To me, that doesn't make sense. I'm sure there's some reason. I don't know what it is. But it just seems like an awful lot of effort. And apparently they come and like call you and drive by your house every single day to make sure you're still here. But like that's a lot of like taxpayers money. And the positivity rate with international travelers right now is like less than 1%. Yeah. Which is crazy. Meanwhile, and- there's there's community transmission happening everywhere at gyms, stores homes restaurants restaurants, there are people who are actually testing positive for covid and like going out for a drive or going out rollerblading and it's like they're doing nothing to make sure that those people who are actually 100 percent definitely positive yeah are staying in their house but us like the fully vaccinated who've already had two negative covid tests yeah are in their house and And who are vaccinated yeah it's crazy and who have come from a country that has fewer cases yeah, like the U.S. should be concerned about Canadians right now. Yeah, I'm, but anyways. Yeah, it's so inappropriately thorough. Like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, I'm It, it would actually be fine if, if the if thoroughness doing... ma- was matched with the thoroughness that is actually happening in the country. Yeah, it's like if they were just being thorough across the board, yeah, but they're not. But there's like... such a major discrepancy that's confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of it. That's our update. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this is good. We'll yeah. get back onto a more um, regular schedule. Regular schedule. But we're going to try to get another one out in the next day or so on nutrition. Yeah. Because it's been a while since we've actually talked about that stuff. <sighs> and we have tons of time because we're in COVID jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that we do anything anyways, but we'll be here. Just the three of us. <laughs> Just you, me, and Ivy. 
I, she's like dead asleep. I love how I love cats because they can go from like, you know, running around wide open, and then ten seconds later they're like slumbering. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that. I mean, I kind of can sometimes. But. Well, talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>